Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Doctor, you gotta give us some good news. Yeah. Welcome, Destination Devi listeners. This is Jeff Mueller, Doctor of Physical Therapy, your host for the Destination Devi Injuries Pod. Let's dive into Week 14. Last week, before most of your guys' playoffs in in your leagues, hopefully you're in the playoffs. Hopefully you're not having to rely on this week to get in. Hopefully you're already in there securing a buy. Uh, but yeah, if you are. If you have any leagues where you're on the cusp, I wish you good luck. Hopefully you get a win this week and get into playoffs. All right, at quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, as we know, he's coming off that ankle injury. His list is questionable. He got a did not participate and then two limited participations in on Thursday and Friday. If he's active, I would recommend sitting Trevor Lawrence. He has a very tough matchup versus Cleveland, and lately uh, his O-line is a little banged up. He doesn't have Christian Kirk. Lately he has been bailed out. Um, he has bailed out his subpar passing production games with more rushing upside, which this week, if active, I do anticipate him having less rushing upside due to the ankle injury. So um, I, I'll still be a little surprised if he even plays. I think C.J. Beathard likely starts this game, but the Jaguars could be viewing this game as a must-win for them, in which case they could push Trevor Lawrence to go out there, especially if he if Lawrence tells them, hey, I feel good to go. So if Lawrence is active, uh, I'd, I'd lean towards sitting him. Obviously, if, if it's a super flex, two-quarterback league, you're probably playing him. He still has qu- quarterback two upside, um, but I don't anticipate him having that high you know, top six, top seven upside with the ankle injury itself. Geno Smith, he's dealing with a groin injury. He's a game-time decision. He was a did-not-participate on Friday after injuring the groin on Thursday. Pete Carroll kind of played it off as, hey, he... he He just got rolled up on. He suffered a little groin thing. This is essentially what he said. Um, We sat him out Friday just to give him a little rest, blah, blah, blah. Point is, we can't trust what Pete Carroll says. It's always a a headache trying to decipher what he means regarding injuries. At this point with Geno, I would anticipate it being 50-50 on him playing. If he's active, he does carry more re-injury risk with the groin strain. Um, And and plus, we saw what he did last uh, week what was it? This is week 14, week 12 against San Francisco just two weeks ago. He only put up, I think, around eight points or just under nine points. So very tough matchup against San Francisco. I think they would lean on the run anyways. I, I don't think you can start Geno this week if you have him. And if he's out, it's likely Drew Locke at quarterback, which should be a downtick to this entire passing offense, unfortunately. He'll probably throw more YOLO balls to DK Metcalf, but again, that's going to be a tough matchup. So I, 
just consider if you have really good pivots, especially if you're on the cusp. I know it's hard to bench a guy like DK Metcalf. He he had I think just under five points last time they played week twelve. Um, this this could be a, another rough game for him. And I'll get on the I'll, I'll touch on the running backs later. Derek Carr he unfortunately cleared concussion protocol and will play, will start this week. He still carries re-injury risk, and he's really just a, a middling quarterback two, low-end quarterback two uh, lately as he's played. Alvin Kamara tends to get a lot of production when he plays, but usually steals those goal line touchdowns, so Carr isn't necessarily throwing for a ton of touchdowns. So if you have Carr, I would not play him this week, just given the re-injury risk. He's gotten hurt, I think, the last four or five weeks, somehow still playing out there. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get to see Jameis out there. So, Taysom Hill, uh, I have him listed under quarterback. I know he's kind of a quarterback, tight end, whatever. Uh, he's dealing with that foot injury. Sounds like he's leaning towards being out this week. He's listed as questionable, but yeah, he was barely able to practice. Actually, I, I don't think he practiced at all this week. Um, I would avoid him. I know he's been a pretty solid option at the tight end flex spot just because he's been getting those goal line touches and touchdowns. Uh, Yeah, I would bench Taysom Hill this week. At running back, Jonathan Taylor has been ruled out as expected. He's probably, I think he does have a chance to return next week, but if not next week, uh, week 15, I think there's a decent chance he's back by week 16. So just keep an eye on that. It really just depends on how much pain he's in, if he's able to secure the ball, any fumbling risks. Uh, They won't throw him out there until he's fully good to go. Brees Hall, he's dealing with an ankle injury, but he stated he will play. Again, hard, hard to hard to bench Brees Hall, but also hard to start him right now. He kind of has that ceiling of around 10 to 12 points. The good thing this week is Zach Wilson's back at quarterback. I know that sounds strange to hear, but it's better than, you know, the janitor Tim Boyle playing. So at least Wilson's back. Brees Hall could have a little more receiving upside. I don't think he's going to have much rushing upside like the last five, six weeks. This O-line is just atrocious. So uh, either way, whether you're playing him or not for production-wise, I don't think you have to be concerned about the injury status. Travis Etienne, he's still dealing with the rib injury, but he's continuing to play through that. It sounds like the Jags are just limiting his overall practice reps, so he's good to go for the game itself. He will be leaned on heavily if C.J. Beathard is the quarterback and not Trevor Lawrence. And honestly, even if Trevor Lawrence is playing, uh, Lawrence I would expect to be limited due to the ankle injury. So they probably lean on Travis Etienne either way. So uh, he'd be a very hard player to bench. I don't think you should bench him at all, even though it's a tough matchup. Maybe for DFS purposes, especially if C.J. Beathard is at quarterback instead of Trevor Lawrence, consider other options other than Etienne. But for your starting lineups, you know, lock and loaded, Running back one. Kenneth Walker, he's coming off that oblique injury. He is a game-time decision, but he did get a full participation in on Friday. It sounds like he's trending towards playing. This is a very tough matchup against the Niners' run defense, which has been better over the last three, four weeks. However, the Niners will be missing Eric Armstead. Uh, They'll be throwing, I think, Javon Kinlaw in there and uh, um, Kajay Davis. So this could wind up being a decent matchup for Kenneth Walker. He is kind of boomer bust when he plays. He, he relies on those explosive plays, and Niners have been limiting those recently. Um, if Geno, I, I think either way, the Seahawks likely lean on the run game due to either Geno playing and limited with the groin injury or Drew Locke at quarterback. They're probably going to lean on these running backs. So I think if Drew Locke is quarterback, the receiving upside is a little less, but... The rushing upside should be there. 
Um, and, and good news is, you know, with Zach Charbonnet, possibly bad news for Kenneth Walker, but good news for Zach Charbonnet. He got a full participation in on Friday as well, coming off that knee injury. Even though he's listed as a game-time decision, it sounds like the Seahawks will have both of these running backs. So I, I would anticipate the Seahawks leaning on both of them, to be honest. Which one has more upside? Really hard to know. Uh, I would think Walker, I, I would anticipate Walker having the goal line touches if they can get into the goal line, if Drew Locke's quarterback. Receiving upside, any receiving upside that's there, it's probably Charbonnet. They're likely split there. There's a chance, honest, honest chance that both of these running backs are running back threes with whoever gets the more receiving work or a touchdown could be like a low-end running back one. Either way, really tough matchup. So from an injury standpoint, I think you can play both. But from an actual fantasy point production upside, I, I think both could be kind of limited here. A little risky. Aaron Jones coming off the knee injury. He got three limited participations in throughout the week. So he's limited all week. I would lean towards, even if he's active, I, I think my gut reaction here, my gut feeling here is that Aaron Jones is out this week still and the Packers don't rush him back. If he's active, I think they'll treat him like they have in the past with injuries where he comes back and he's very limited from a snap per- percentage and a volume, a touch distribution uh, percentage. I think it's going to be leaning more on the A.J. Dillon side again. So if you have Aaron Jones, I even if he's active, I would lean towards sitting him and playing another option. This Green Bay staff is very conservative when it comes to injuries, especially with Aaron Jones. So I'm just... Even if he's active, I'm in my mindset, I don't have Aaron Jones this week. Raheem Mostert, he's coming off that ankle injury. He was fully removed off the injury report and good to go. Should be safe to play both uh, Mostert and Achan. Most of Achan's damage has come in blowouts in the fourth quarter lately, these last two games, I believe. Um, but Miami, I, I think Achan's workload's likely increasing as he's continuing to get healthy from the knee injury, and he's shown that he's healthy. Uh, but either way, you know, this game, Miami should have the lead for majority of the game, especially in the third and fourth quarter against Tennessee. So upside for both. Honestly, both of these running backs could could wind up being top five running backs this week. Even though it's Tennessee, I know Tennessee always has really good run defense, but this is Miami we're talking about. So let's just say top eight, top ten up, upside for both running backs. Isaiah Pacheco. He is out this week with a shoulder injury. He was not placed on IR, which is a good sign. If truly just a contusion or, or deep bruise, um, given Pacheco's propensity to play through most of these injuries, even though it's the same shoulder that he had a labral repair in the offseason, again, if this is just a contusion or bruise, I won't be surprised if Pacheco's back next week. So just keep an eye on his status. Um, the good news is he's not placed on IR. So this is probably going to be a one, maybe two-game uh, where he's out, but week 15, week 16, I wouldn't be surprised if we have Pacheco back for playoffs. This week, CEH is projected to be the lead back, but again, hard to trust him. We've seen him produce at times. Uh, we've also seen him not produce and struggle at the goal line, struggle in these situations at times. We've seen Jarek McKinnon, when he's healthy, he can light up the scoring board, and not necessarily with rushing upside, Majority of his fantasy production is in the receiving game. And we've all been begging Kansas City receivers to step up. Someone outside of Kelsey, someone outside of Rashi Rice. I do believe this week the play should be Jarek McKinnon. If you're looking for a running back three flex option with more upside, I would rather play Jarek McKinnon over CEH 
uh, given the receiving upside. And again, this game should be a, a shootout. So Jarek McKinnon, I know some people are worried about, oh, he's coming off the groin injury. Uh, we don't know how much we can trust him. He did get two full participations in this week, and he was actually fully removed from the injury report. And Andy Reid said he's good to go. There's a chance they limit his overall touches and snaps. But again, look at his look at when he was scoring as a running back one, actually the running back one for, I believe, three weeks last year. He was only playing around 40 50% of the snaps. And Max, I think one of the games he had 10 rush attempts. Most of them he had between four to six rush attempts. And he had seven, eight receptions, six to six to eight receptions. So again, I would rather play Jarek McKinnon in this matchup against Buffalo. I think this is going to be a great game to watch. And McKinnon should be able to give you some, some high upside. Yeah, risky, but high upside play. At wide receiver, Amari Cooper has cleared concussion protocol. He will play. Hard to know what his upside is with Joe Flacco at quarterback, but they did seem to show a decent connection before he got the connect, the concussion, um, I believe, in the second quarter. I would view Amari Cooper as a wide receiver three, wide receiver two with upside, but also with re-injury risk, especially uh, concussion re-injury risk. And he's still dealing with the ribs. So if you have him, view him as a wide receiver three, wide receiver two. Upside could be a little limited. But again, he's he's a guy who's hard to bench. He's their wide receiver one, and he, he has shown those you know those games where he has these boom games where he gets 90, 100 yards. So um, I think they're going to sling it with Flacco, hopefully. And uh, yeah, roll, roll Amari out there as a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Puka Nakua, he's coming off that AC sprain. He is playing. He actually doesn't even have an injury designation. This guy is tough. He's a football player. Little concern given the fact that he's always banged up every game. But again, it's Puka Nakua. Uh, the weather might be a little rough, but I think they're gonna they'll, they'll probably scheme Puka some short design touches. Let him get some yak. Let him work downfield. Let him let him work uh, short and intermediate. And uh, yeah, I think he's gonna be a, a boom game this this week. He's a stud. He's hard to bench when he's out there. Chris Olave, he's dealing with the flu. He is expected to play. I do have some concern here on dehydration and cramps if he's playing still while sick. Uh, but I know he's hard to bench. With Carr, I, I'm a little less excited with Carr playing. I think Jameis would hyper-target him. Uh, but yeah, Chris Olave, just view him as a bigger boomer bust option this week with the chance that he might be a little limited, he might be a little sluggish, still playing with the flu. But again, man, you're kind of banking on, you're kind of betting against if he has a flu game or not. You know, we always talk about that narrative. Will this be his Michael Jordan game where he just goes off? Uh, it's a decent matchup. Your, your call, you know, the potential high ceiling may be there. Just kind of risky given he's sick. Christian Watson, he's dealing with a hamstring strain. He has been listed as out. This is a good matchup against the Giants. The projected target share with Watson out should lean towards Romeo Dobbs, then Jaden Reed, then Tucker Craft, then uh, Dontavion Wicks. Love tends to lean on Dobbs in these situations. Uh, he does have probably the toughest matchup against, um, I forget the Giants, I should have written it down, but I, I forget the Giants corner that is expected to be on Dobbs. Out of these guys, I would probably rather play Dobbs out of all of them, but Reed is that really intriguing slot, high efficiency per touch kind of guy who, um, especially in the red zone, and and with uh, jet sweeps, especially with Aaron Jones, if Aaron Jones is out, I like Reed a little bit more. Um, and Reed, Jaden Reed, he does not, uh, he's no longer dealing with that chest injury. He was taken off the injury report. No concerns with Jaden Reed there, and he's expected to play. 
Justin Jefferson, he is a full go coming off that hamstring strain. I have no concerns here. Vikings slow played his return for this reason exactly to get him full go where there's no concerns in his first game back. So you're playing Justin Jefferson. If you don't know, I mean, hopefully Josh Dobbs. We, we, we haven't seen Dobbs play with Justin Jefferson yet, but jo- Dobbs should be, the, the script should essentially be hyper-target Justin Jefferson, hyper-target uh, TJ Hawkinson. So should be a big week. Noah Brown, he his situation is kind of intriguing. He's dealing with a knee injury. He was a full participation on Thursday, then downgraded to did not participate on Friday, but he is still expected to play. So I don't know if they just wanted to get him some rest Friday, see how he was doing Saturday, see how you do for the game itself. Now, whether you want to play him or not, I think there's still some re-injury risk with the knee, and there's some some risk here given the Jets defense. This is a very tough matchup, especially for the the role that Noah Brown, the utilization that Noah Brown is projected to be in. The Jets have a very tough defense and tough corners here. So I would lean, especially with the re-injury risk, I would lean towards avoiding Noah Brown. Maybe use him on a couple DFS entries for potential boom game if the Jets defense is hyper-focused on Nico Collins. Um, I'll touch on the I'll touch on him later, but I actually kind of like Brevin Jordan in this situation. I would lean towards sitting Noah Brown. Joshua Palmer, he's still dealing with a knee injury. He is out again. So it could keep Quentin Johnson on the map. He's done a little better over the last two weeks. He had a, still a really bad drop uh, last week, but he did have, I believe, five catches for 50-something yards. So he's at least getting the ball a little bit more. He's showing some signs of life. Um, he just can't catch anything over over the top. He, yeah, which should be his job. That's his job, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Um out of this entire offense, it's a great matchup for Gerald Everett. So I think this, I think Joshua Palmer being out is more of a boost to Gerald Everett, and then obviously Keenan Allen. Christian Kirk, he is out and on IR with a core injury. He had a sports hernia surgery. Um, I I don't know. I we were sift. I was sifting through the uh, matchups here. This should be on paper a boost to Calvin Ridley. However. The Jags, once Christian Kirk went out, Parker Washington wound up playing 81% of his snaps in the slot, and Calvin Ridley was not moved around like he had been during his boom games those last two weeks when he had 20-plus fantasy points. So I think Christian Kirk being out, it seems like the Jags want to keep Parker Washington in the slot and Calvin Ridley out wide, which actually gives Calvin Ridley the toughest matchup against this Browns defense, against these corners. And it's probably a boost to Evan Ingram, especially with Kirk being out. Evan Ingram should be, um, you know, hype. He should he should receive more targets. The other variable again that we don't know is what what is going to happen at quarterback. Is Trevor Lawrence going to play? Even if he plays, he's banged up. Is C.J. Beathard going to play? So there's a. I would say I like how Derek Brown uh, wrote about this in the primer for Fantasy Pros. He basically put Calvin Ridley as a very boom-bust prospect where he he could get four points, he could get 18 points. So he's kind of a risky play. For Parker Washington, I would say if C.J. Beathard's playing, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little more of a connection there just given likely, you know, they likely practiced more together, um, you know, just with the backups for for a long time before Kirk got hurt. So Ridley carries the toughest matchup, should be a boost to Evan Ingram, 
Parker Washington, that's a very, especially for week 14, you're probably in the playoff push. That's a very risky play. But if you need a wide receiver four, wide receiver five, deep dart, you know, option, Parker Washington could pay off for you. At tight end, uh, uh, and I would also say for DFS purposes, why not throw Parker Washington in there for a couple couple of entries? I wouldn't want to be um, heavily weighted on him, but you know he could have a decent game. He could wind up being the highest producer for these wide receivers. At tight end, Dalton Schultz, he is out again with a hamstring strain. This keeps Brevin Jordan on the map, and honestly, he, he could be worth a tight end two, low end, tight end one dart throw with this Jets defense likely smothering the wide receivers. So it should open up things for, for the tight end. The Jets actually have been given decent points to tight end. I know Brevin Jordan is not the... Uh, it, you're probably not too excited about throwing him out there for your tight end slot, but if you needed a dart, say, you know, you have Trey McBride on, on bye or something, uh, you could throw Brevin Jordan in there. Dallas Goddard, he is going to be active coming off that forearm fracture. He is going to play... He wouldn't be playing unless he was a full go, so he likely returns to being a mid-range tight end one in his first game back. Dallas hasn't been necessarily giving up a ton of points to tight end, but their focus should probably be on A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, trying to slow down the wide receivers. So Dallas Goddard being back is huge for this offense, should be a boost to Jalen Hurts, but also, uh, especially for your tight end options, he's probably going to be in that mid-range tight end one role. Right around, you know, 9 Eight, nine points up to probably 14, 15. He's probably not going to get a touchdown. He's not being used a ton in the red zone before the injury. Um, but yeah, from a PPR standpoint, he should get, uh, especially if Dallas is focused on these wide receivers, should be a fine play. Tyler Higby, he's dealing with a neck injury. He's listed as doubtful. I wouldn't give a boost to the other tight ends. This is likely more of a boost to Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams in the receiving game, especially for a bad weather game and against this Baltimore defense. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyron Williams goes out there and gets, you know, six, seven receptions and has a, another boom game. Dawson Knox, he is activated off of IR and expected to play coming off that wrist surgery. Uh, saw some videos from my buddy Kyle Trimble. Uh, great follow out there. Um, banged up Bills on Twitter or on X. Go follow him if you're not already. But yeah, Dawson Knox is expected to play. Saw some videos where he showed a good ability to block, showed a good good ability to receive. So I don't think he's going to be limited at all, which could be troubling for Dalton Kincaid. I hope not. I'm hoping the Bills offense looks at how well Dalton Kincaid has been playing and decides, okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna limit Kincaid's usage or utilization. We're still gonna rely on him as a solid pass catching option, but. The splits with Dal- with Dawson Knox in and out are pretty staggering for Dalton Kincaid. Uh, granted, again, that those were his first couple games. He was a rookie. He wasn't fully up to speed yet. So this will be the, the true test. How does Dalton Kincaid play with Dawson Knox in there? Uh, just temper your expectations, I would say. This should be a boost to Josh Allen, though, especially with Knox back. All right, that covers all main injuries this week. If you have any questions, please reach out in the Destination Devi Players Injuries channel. Follow me on X at JamThrivePT for live updates as any injuries occur. Good luck this week. Again, if you're making those playoff playoff pushes, if you need a, a huge win this week, I hope you get it. Hope you get into playoffs. Hope you get to secure these bye weeks. They're they're huge for your chances to win uh, You know the championship. So good luck, and uh, yeah, see you next week. Doctors are
Tag des Heides.